Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our special guest, Lizzie Horvitz. And we're going to have a very powerful conversation. We're going to be talking about the myths of and the nonsense around green and organic, and which, in fact, have little sustainability impact. Lizzie has been passionate about sustainability since the age of 16 when she lived off the grid. It was there, it was there that depending on a on the wind, energy and rainwater, she saw the solution of climate change before fully understanding the problem. Finch is a tool that educates people on the ins and outs of sustainability by turning complex scientific facts into simple, actionable insights. Right now, they're churning out content, have an MVP version of their Ecom browser plugin live, and have fantastic expertise to talk on things sustainability, conscious consumerism, and to dispel lots of myths around the nonsense marketing terms like green and organic and so on that drive consumer behavior but has little impact. Before Finch, Lizzie worked in supply chain and sustainability at Unilever and then became chief operating officer at Muse, a startup that aims to mitigate single-use plastics in the to-go industry. Lizzie has an MBA and Master of Environmental Management from Yale University is in and is on the Global Leadership Council at the Natural Resources Defense Council and was named Green Biz's 30 Under 30 in 2017. Wow, Lizzie, that is so much. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lynn. Right. Well, before we get dive right into this very important topic, I want to point out for anyone who's joining us for that very first time, if you would like to subscribe to Claim Your Career Crown, we are just one click away and we want to have you here. And if you love what we're doing, um, please give us that five star review. We would very much appreciate it. Okay, Lizzie. You know, you gave us a lot in the bio, um, really about your background, but I'd love to hear more about how that inspiration in that life you had off the grid, how everything sort of came together to get you started. Sure. That's a great question. So I think I was working in the private sector for quite some time, trying to do the best that I could to make an impact. And Finch really started because of a personal experience that I was having um, because I'm one of the only people in my community who has um, a degree in this. I was getting a lot of questions around how my friends and family could reduce their own footprint. So questions like I just had a baby, which diaper is best or which sunscreen is not going to give me cancer. Right. And there was nowhere I could direct people towards. There were a lot of blogs that were based in misinformation and a lot of academic papers that were based in science, but really tough for the average person to understand. And so I really strive to look for something in between that was accessible, but also based in data. And that's really where Finch came in, where we want to make it as easy as possible for people to make small decisions and feel better about their impact on climate change. All right. Well, that's wonderful. So when you built out Finch, I mean, 
I loved some background. How did you do that? What, what did that process look like? What um, does it look like now that it's in fruition? Well, the timing was actually really beautiful, which is pretty surprising because I started it right at the beginning of COVID, which for a lot of people was a terrible time to do anything business related. But the beauty of it was, I would say, twofold. The first is I was living with my family, with my parents and sister and brother-in-law. Um, we were all home, you know, quarantining together. And I had the opportunity to have a built-in board of directors. And every night at dinner, we would have a big spreadsheet or poster board with sticky notes and sort of play off of one another on what this company could look like. And I think had it been in a normal time when I had a lot of different distractions of a social life and a full-time job and all these different things, it wouldn't have provided me the opportunity to really like hear from other people on what they really wanted, even though it was a small sample set of my family. The second thing that was, you know, related is that I had the opportunity to get anybody that I wanted on the phone to chat about this because this was a time when people were really bored. They were at home, not able to do anything. They were craving really interesting things to talk about. And so I would email someone and say, can I pick your brain for 30 minutes? And they'd say, yes, I'm free all day. When do you want to talk? And so I was able to really get so much insight and so much early customer discovery, I think, where I otherwise wouldn't have in a normal time. And so I, you know, I, I often hesitate to say this because the pandemic was such a horrible time for most of us. But for me, in terms of Finch, it was really it was really great. Um, where we've come now, you know, it's interesting. Two and a half years later, I think what we set out to do at the time is pretty on point with what we're doing now, which either means we did a great job planning or we're not creative enough to pivot. I don't know which which is which, but um, we really are trying to become the nerd wallet for sustainability. And so we've raised $1.5 million. We, as you mentioned, launched the first version of our extension and just signed our first partnership with Microsoft, which is revenue generating. And so um, we're really working towards being that third party standard for what these, um, what these products real impacts actually are and sort of demystifying sustainability. Well, that's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. Congratulations. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm also curious about along this journey, was there anything that held you back? I think they, the short answer is no. Like I really, I think when you start your own company and you do it full time, you have to be all in and it's kind of a psychological practice to convince yourself that this is the right decision because the second you start second guessing yourself, um, there are a lot of reasons not to do it. And the one reason to do it is just that you feel it in your body. And as cheesy as that sounds, I really like felt in my core, this feels right for me. I think something that every founder struggles with is obviously the financial standpoint of, I'm not going to have a salary for a long time. And how do I pay my employees? You know, you get to a point where people's livelihoods are dependent on the success of this company and you're at the head of it. And that's a really scary thing. But you know, what was always in the back of my mind was failure is a badge of honor these days. I think regardless of what happens when you go to your next interview or company or anything and you say, I started this thing, I put my entire soul into it and it failed. Nobody thinks that that's not a good thing. People are really impressed by the fact that you even tried that. And so when I think about what success looks like for Finch, it's not reaching a certain revenue number and it's not getting to a certain number of employees or going public. It's really are me and my team members 
learning every single day. Um, sorry, my team members and I am really into grammar. I don't know. I just made that mistake. But are, <laughs> are we learning every day and are we making progress? And the answer is yes right now. And the second that becomes no, then we need to reevaluate things. But if we wake up every day and we're learning something and gaining a new skill, then um, we're sort of we're being successful along the way. All right. Well, that's absolutely true. I also embrace the uh, learn it all um, philosophy. And every day I'm going to be trying to learn something new, um, you know. But with that said, what do you think holds other people back? I mean, especially when around, you know, as you pointed out, all the myths that are around these topics of green and organic or GMO or whatever they happen to be. And I don't know if that's one of the myths out there as well. You have to correct me. I think part of the problem is this mentality really among environmentalists like myself of you have to be all in. And if you're not doing your part, you are directly contributing to the demise of the planet. And that is not something anybody wants to hear. People want to stay positive. People want to be encouraged to do things and not feel guilty because they're not. And I think a lot of the framing that's happened thus far is you're part of the problem. And that's not a way to get people on the bandwagon. And so what we've tried really hard to do is to create a new language around sustainability, which is you're doing the best you can. We're going to meet you where you are. And you know what? It's okay if you drive a, you know, a big truck that's gas guzzling because you're making better decisions than other, you know, you're a vegan or you happen to use a shampoo bar instead of a plastic shampoo bottle. People don't have, we don't need a lot of people doing zero waste. We need a lot of people doing just good enough. Um, and I applaud like the hyper green, dark green people. I feel like I'm one of those people. I think that's great and people should continue doing that. But the majority of people end up feeling guilty and just opting out. They're like, I'm not a part of this at all. And I would love to see those people feel empowered to, to do their part, albeit small. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's um, where I live. We have to we haul our own trash and we recycle every single thing we can. In fact, on the island I live, it ended up becoming a model that the other islands in this chain all replicated. And the Amazing. sense that we um, we also have, you know, this place that's called Take It or Leave It, where you can, you know, it's like a donation, but you can take things there and then other people can <laughs> you, you can leave it there and then other people can come and take it and it's all free. But, you know, wow. it, it's it's really cool because then if you are working on some kind of project or something, um, I can literally go, OK, I'm, I'm on some fabric and I'll just go through the clothes and I find something that, oh, this is going to work and I'll be able to cut it up. And we all, they also have this thing called the remakery so that they literally will have people there um, and you will help them do certain things like repairs that can be made. So it's oh, really so quite, cool. but it does completely change your frame of reference because I've been doing this for 21 years and um, and but there are those choices like I've switched so many products except not Windex I can't give up Windex it's like nothing else works you know and it's totally. like okay but I'm doing all and these other things useful. yeah I'm and what a lot of people things. exactly and I think what a lot of people do is they say well I use Windex so I might as well just use all the other bad no. products right? but you got to do what you can, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that are really, and then you discover like, 
Uh, anyway, it, it's it's a lot easier than you think it is. And so many of the Echo products, I mean, I've been using them for so long, um, they, they work just as well. And in fact, in many ways, I think they work better. Um, so, and all the way through. And of course, that could be a myth as well. You'd have to correct me if I'm wrong, but just that activity of going through, it lessens the amount of actual trash trash. And then the other things go and we sort them and they go into the different recycle things. Um, but it does influence you when you look at, even at when we travel and it's like, well, why don't they have recycling here? It'd be so easy to do the recycling. And I'll okay. actually look at properties that will list that they have recycling. Like even if it's at some centralized area, you know, where they also have their ice machines or the pot machines or other things where you can drop your cans and your glasses and things like that off. It makes a, for me, it's like, okay, well, this makes it so that I at least feel like I'm doing this little piece here <laughs> while I'm traveling. I completely um, agree. Yeah. So I would love to hear from you. What can listeners do next? What can they do to your point of leaning in and yet not feeling, you know, that, that I have to do it all, but they can take, start taking small steps. One of the main things we like to recommend is looking at how long your products are lasting um, and making sure that they can last as long as possible. So, you know, the simplest example of that is buying a single use anything, whether it's, you know, plastic gets a bad rap often for, for valid reasons, but even if it's single use paper or single use, like, aluminum, that still is not great. So when you think about buying a bottle of a drink or anything, think about, can I, can I make this at home? Can I um, use a reusable bottle? When I go get coffee, can I bring my own cup? It's little things like that to think through, is this coffee cup going to be in the trash after the 12 minutes of me drinking it? And if so, then maybe rethink that. And that's a really good habit to get into where it seems really scary at first, but once you, you know, how long does it take to form a habit? I think it's 21 days after, you know, less than a month, it just becomes commonplace. Um, and that's really where I would start. The other thing I would do is engage your friends and family about this. Say, you know, I love this one cleaning product, but I think it has a lot of chemicals in it. Does it, cause that, can anybody think of a better, um, cleaning product yeah. and, and engage, start the conversation so that you're spreading the word and that it can become top of mind for as many people as possible. I think that's always a really valuable thing because the more this becomes top of mind, the more that people vote differently, shop differently. It really has ripple effects more than just you deciding to buy one product. Yeah, uh, that's so true. Absolutely. That's so true. Thank you so much. That is a great tip for everyone out there um, and starting and having those conversations and getting ideas on how you can do things um, differently um, and creating that positive, positive impact. So Lizzie, thank you so much for sharing why myths of nonsense, green and organic have little sustainability impact. I know Absolutely. that our <laughs> I know our listeners are going to want to know more about you and where they can find out more about you. So we can, if you want to go to choosefinch.com, that's where you can get as much information as possible. And what we just launched, which is exciting, is 
um, our top 10 lists. And so you can go on and you can see what the best body wash and deodorant and detergent is. Um, and that's a really good resource to go to. All right. Well, that's fantastic. Um, I will definitely be checking those lists out right after this and um, we'll provide all those links right below. So choose Finch and Lizzie are just one click away. And thank you again. This has been such an informative discussion. And for those who joined in, thank you for being here. We truly appreciate your joining us. And if you have ideas that you'd like to share or a comment, you can leave those down below. We do love hearing from you and hearing your thoughts. Or if you have a specific question or a topic that you'd like to suggest, you can email us at jointheconversation@petitequeen.com. And of course, to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our breakthrough advantages, incredible episodes like the one today with Lizzie, you can sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitetoqueen.com. And once again, thank you everyone who tuned in. I'm so glad you joined us for this very important conversation. And Lizzie, thank you. Thank you for the work that you're doing and thank you for joining us today. Likewise, thank you so much, Lynn.